I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. I know we have our partners from Montecito Bank and Trust here with us today, and I'll let you introduce them. Hi, Patty. Well, always good to be back. And yes, we do have Doris Roof with us today, who is a senior fraud specialist from Montecito Bank and and Trust. And uh, Doris, welcome back. It's so nice to have you. Uh, And I understand that you yourself were victimized by a Craigslist scam, which I understand is going on right now. So why don't you describe to us what happened to you? Okay. Thank you, Vicki and Patty. Um, I would like to just let everyone know that this is a scam that has been going on for um, numerous years, and unfortunately it has happened to myself and to other people that probably went ahead and answered, um, replied to the scammers. And basically what it is, it's a rental scam. And currently my house is up for sale and my house was going to go ahead and have an open house that particular day and what the scammers did was they took all of our information regarding our description of our home and took all of our real estate professional pictures from the real estate site and went ahead and put it on Craigslist that is going to be um, you know, coming up for a rental. And of course, the price was too good to be true. That's usually the first sign uh, of something not going right. And, uh, and there was going to be an open house for the rental that particular day. And we did get a phone call because I live in a neighborhood where people do know us. And they had called saying, oh, they love our house. They're interested in renting it. And we stated, well, the house isn't for rent, and they said, oh, okay, and, you know, went on. Then we got a second call, and that's when we knew there was something wrong, and we kind of delved into it a little bit more and found out they had received the information from Craigslist, and sure enough, we went out to Craigslist, and there it was, and we immediately took the ad down, um, you know, complained to Craigslist, and um, they had it. We had it removed, uh, but unfortunately, that particular day was the open house, and there were numerous people that did arrive for the open house, and into checking into it a little bit further and trying to find out how they had received the information, and because the ad did not give an address, so the people had to email. And apparently, they had my name. They had put wow. that my name into the email, and they had stated that I was on the verge of terminating our real estate agents, uh, and we were going to put the house up for rent, and not wow. to discuss this with the agents. And sure enough, that day, we already had alerted our real estate agents um, for the open house that this was a scam, and they probably were going to have more walkthroughs than normal and to alert everyone that it was a scam. Um, And uh, they did have 
quite a few people come through that day, and they did try to alert. But there were some people that were ready to go ahead and mail $3,900 to secure the rental of our home. So it was not a small amount because sometimes they just ask for the um, application fee, but mm-hmm. this time they were asking for a higher amount. It was, uh, you know, 3900 and not to speak to the agents. Um, so, so I wonder where they were supposed to mail that $3,900. And I tried to ask someone to send me the email and uh, because I did call a few of the people that did respond, and unfortunately, they did not send me the email, uh, but they did state that it had my name. And I think one person did tell me that uh, the, that I was down in Los Angeles and uh, that I wasn't able to be there to show the home. And so I believe that the check was supposed to be mailed to Los Angeles. So, Oh, I see. So that was the little hook. She's not right. there, mail the check to Los Angeles because she's not there. She's down in Los Angeles. So there's an ad on Craigslist, but it doesn't give the address. Correct. It gives the proximity of the home. So you could tell that it was in a certain area of Santa Barbara, but then it prompted you to go ahead and contact that person, and then they would go ahead and respond, yes, this is Doris Roof, I'm out of town, don't speak to the agents, we're not satisfied with them, we're going to be putting up the house for sale, and here's the amount. And I think the amount was, when I looked at it, it was like $3,305 or something. But um, I also went out to look out in Craigslist if anyone else was being targeted. And you could just tell by the dollar amounts of the rental of the property that you could tell that they were um, fraudulent. And also, usually a rental property will not have a, a major description of the home, and it won't have professional pictures. Right. When somebody responded to the Craigslist ad, what they got was a person pretending to be you. Correct. With the address and the amount of the rent and then probably information about if you want to see it, go, here's the open house, but don't talk to the agent, all of that. And by the way, mail me some money if you're interested. Correct. So you wonder how, how long that um, that Craigslist ad was up and if anyone did go ahead and mail the 3900 or whatever amount they were asking. Now, I'm suspecting that the ad was probably only up for that Saturday, and we had it taken down Sunday morning because of the couple of phone calls. My real estate agent got a phone call, which was kind of surprising, stating that they weren't supposed to call the agent. And then they um, also called... um, you know, myself, so because they knew us. So that's when we found like, okay, we've had two phone calls. What's going on here? And that's when we asked, you know, how did you get this information? And because the real estate agent didn't know to ask that question right away. Right, yeah. You know, they didn't know that. They, They thought we were actually talking about possibly putting up the home for rent. 
So, oh, okay. And then we we put two and two together, and sure enough, we went out to Craigslist, and oh, there it was. A, that's lucky yeah. you discovered it early. Otherwise, someone would have been showing up at your house expecting to move in. Right. Well, and seeing that still may happen, and oh, that's gosh. what we're a little concerned about um, because. You know, we don't know how many. From what our real estate agent said, the day of the open house, they had so many people come through. It was unbelievable. They said, wow. you know, uh, so if you, if we're just taking the number of people, I'm sure that some people went ahead and sent in their security deposit. So now we're just waiting to see, oh. you know, who may be coming knocking on our door. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so, that would be so strange. Yeah. Oh. And that's usually what happens is they think they're ready to move in and, you know, they never hear from the email, but now they have our address. So they could come knocking at our door being upset. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so and if they sent in that thing. money, yeah, if they sent yeah. sent in that money, they will be upset. No question about right. that. Oh, that puts so you in a very tenuous is, spot. Yeah. Exactly. And like I stated, I did go out to Craigslist, and you can just tell by the amount that the that was being advertised for rent for certain properties. You just knew it was too good to be true, and that wow. should always be the first sign that it's, if it's too good to be true, it is. It is, know? yeah. It, yeah, it's a scam. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's interesting because I know the Better Business Bureau just put out another booklet, and their booklets are so excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is about the uh, the rental scams that are happening out there now. So it must be uh, kind of a big a big scam that's going on right now. So it's uh, it's good that we're we're putting this on the show so people will um, will be aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yes, especially if your home's for sale or um, you know, or if you've even if you've had your home advertised in the past, possibly for rent or. Uh, for sale, a lot of times they'll take the the old information and put it out there because, uh, you know, the homeowners are never really suspecting anything. Sure. Until somebody comes knocking on the door, possibly. Yes, and this is what the BBB's show talked about last week. And so if you go to hubforpodcasting.com and look at your moment of trust, they also talk about this exact thing. So... It's we're warning people, but it is very easy to fall for this one, especially when it's so difficult to find affordable housing. I think oh, it happens everywhere, but I imagine people in the Santa Barbara area are particularly vulnerable. So yeah. true. And and I think that's an interesting point that you make too. If the pictures are a little bit too professional, be suspicious. Because they're using the pictures, the professional pictures from um, what the uh, the real estate agents use. So mm-hmm. if it, again, if it looks too good to be true, it probably oh, is also. That yeah. is a good tip. I hadn't heard that one yeah. before. Yeah. So uh, Doris, I'm I'm glad so far nothing has happened because yeah. of that listing. What else do you have for us today? Well, I can tell you one of the um, items that we're seeing quite a bit of recently, and I know we've discussed in the past, is these cyber tech support. 
scam. And I know we've probably talked about this numerous times, but seems to be out there quite a bit where um, they come in and state that your computer is having some technical difficulties and that they're going to be able to go ahead and help you. Um, and then they asked to go ahead and be remoted in so that they could go ahead and assist you. Mm-hmm. And then once they gain access, um, they will go ahead and start saying, oh, well, for this dollar amount, we'll go ahead and fix your computer. Um, and usually it's about $299 or $399, et cetera. And then you go ahead and give them your debit card information, and they go ahead and charge um, you for that. Oh. Another scheme that we're seeing with the cyber is they will go ahead and say, oh, you know, we're going to go ahead and just make sure everything's okay. Let, let's gain some access to your online banking. Um, you give them your password, etc. And then all of a sudden, you'll see a deposit that's made to your checking account. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, oh, we went ahead and put in some money to charge you for our services, but we've put in too much money. We've put in Instead of $100, they put in 1000 Now they want you to go ahead and give them back the $900, whatever. But what they've really done is they've transferred it from your own account, from, let's say, your savings account, and put it in your checking account to make it look like they paid you, but they really haven't. And now you're paying them, but you're oh, really wow. paying from your own account. Wow. So, but you're not going over there and looking at your savings account that the sure. money came from. You're thinking they paid you too much. You know. How do they get you to give them your banking information? What's the supposed service that they're providing? Well, it all comes down to them because they're coming in saying, "Oh, you've got a problem with your computer," you know, because they kind of they freeze up your computer. Oh, so it starts with the tech support and then they go on to say, hey, here's where we've noticed something on your banking Correct. statements. Okay, Let's so they come in. in, we need to take over your computer, we need to fix the problem. Oh, we've noticed another problem with your online banking. Um, go ahead and give us that uh, info so that we can check on that. Is that sort of how it works? Right. They authorize to take the payment and then they pretend they've overpaid you, but they've right. really transferred money from your savings account over to your checking. A specific question. I know I do online banking, but I have them save my password, and that's probably not a good idea, is it? Because if someone hacks into your computer, you don't need to give them any password. They're right there in the account. Right, exactly. Never, ever give anybody any of your passwords to your online banking. or Right, or but I don't passwords. give it, but if they got into my computer, I save it so that I don't have to... Oh, okay, I see, on your desktop. Yeah. Right, so yeah. that maybe is not a good idea. Yeah, and I know that some people will go ahead and um, save their passwords in, um, there's actually a few apps where Mm -hmm. you can go in and put in all your passwords, and then you have to use a password to get into that app so that you can gain access to your different passwords. So, and I know some people use that, um, and and I'm guessing that's fairly 
secure. I mean, I can't really comment on that. I don't have enough information on it, but I do know that that's what a lot of people will do instead of keeping it on a Word doc or an Excel spreadsheet or whatever mm-hmm. on their desktop. You know. So, so bottom line, when somebody that you haven't solicited, whether they call you on the telephone or approach you online, if somebody pops in and says, hey, there's a problem with your con- computer, I'm from Apple, I can fix it, mm-hmm. you need to just say no. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and never give somebody that you don't know access to your computer. And I know that the tech companies um, will tell us that the safest thing to do, unless you have a tech support person that you really trust and have worked with in the past, the safest thing to do if you've got a problem with your computer, go to a brick-and-mortar store. Go into some place like Best Buy and ask one of their technicians to help you. That's safe. Correct. Yeah. And somebody wants to help you fix your computer, turn it off and take it to the brick and mortar. Yes. You don't know who's on the other end there, um, who's trying to pretend to help you and what other information they're getting. A lot of people have a lot of information on their computers, and you should never have to pay anybody unless you know who you're going to to have your computer looked at. Just turn it off and take it to a brick-and-mortar type store. Never give gift cards. Don't wire money. Don't let them gain access to your online banking. All those are red flags. Absolutely. Well, Doris, thank you so much for giving us that good information today. Even though we've we've covered some of these things before, these scams have a way of regenerating themselves and sometimes with a new twist and Mm -hmm. popping up again and becoming just viral. So it's always good to be reminded that these scams are out there. They're happening right now and we need to be safe. So thank you for helping us be safe, Doris. Have a wonderful holiday. Yes, you too. And thank you so much.